Hello, everyone. My name is Josiah Laubenstein, and this is the Commonweal Theater Podcast. Joining me today are Brant Roberts and Elizabeth Dunn, two long-standing company members who are headed out at the end of July. We thought it would be fun to share some memories and talk about their favorite moments here at the Commonweal. Both of them have been such a wonderful part of this community, both here at the theater and in Lanesboro at large. As Elizabeth said in her blog, you don't leave a place like this, you carry it with you. And it is truly wonderful to hear what they're carrying with them as they go from here. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Looks like Elizabeth is the one behind. Yeah. All right, well, we're recording. I recorded all that, so we'll just start back there. And <laughs> That's what we have to leave. Uh, well, we post have speech, got to go. You don't yeah. have your partner in crime? No, Tim's not going to. Tim's doing... Oh, you guys oh, both yeah, that's doing right. it. Yeah, we've been doing it together, Tim and I, but then oh, now that Tim's in the lead in like both shows, that's it kind of left me high and dry. Exactly. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, so welcome to the Commonwealth Theater Podcast. Today, our very special guests are Brant and Elizabeth. They are here to talk about all the wonderful memories or terrible memories. If they want to share any terrible memories, uh, they can do that. It is their time here at the Commonwealth. So, uh, let's just start with, how are you guys doing in there? Doing good. Memories. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be that it kind is. of I'll stop now. <laughs> it is a beautiful day in Lanesboro. It is like 70 degrees, and it's breezy and sunny, and so it's a good day. I know. I didn't want to come inside for the show. I was really disappointed to come inside. But Tomorrow's forecast will come later this afternoon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Ah, <laughs> a classic brand reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, let's just start maybe at the beginning. What was the first show that you were in? and Or what's your first Commonwealth memory? Like, from way back when? How long have you been here? Let's start with that. <laughs> I've been here seven years this past May. Mm-hmm. And I've been here eight years this past... Easter. Oh my gosh. I came in on Easter okay. Sunday. It's poetic. Uh, yeah, and what, what's your first, like, what was your first memory that well, you, like, sticks out? Uh, first memory, I guess, is the same as the first show because uh, it was Charlie's Aunt in 2015. And I mean, and I think we started rehearsals almost just, you know, a few days after I arrived. So, okay. so I think for me, those two things kind of go hand in hand. Uh, let's see. I'd been auditioning at UPTA, so... Commonweal kind of was on my radar for years, and I actually got a call back in 2008, so I, I could have been here a whole lot earlier. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, my first was Arsenic and Old Lace, where I played um, at the first half of the run, Gibson Witherspoon, and on the second half of the run, uh, Teddy Brewster. Uh, and... Uh, I died in a chair, and I stayed dead through the entire curtain call, and as the audience left. Uh, Which is the first time I saw Brant. Oh, really? Because I came to see that show when he was playing, what's the character's name? Mr. Gibbs and Mr. Mr. Witherspoon. I played two characters, yeah. And because I do remember leaving the theater and being like, oh, he's just, 
is this just gonna stay in the chair? What a fun bit! And so I just kind of looked and kind of chuckled and stared at him in the morning and then made my way out of the theater. And that was when you knew. Yeah. And that was when you knew. Yes. I do remember thinking, I don't actually know how old this person is. <laughs> Were you all made up? I was. I was okay. made up. Yeah. And Brit, I mean, those of you who know Brit, he is kind of an old soul. So, um, so that plus age makeup and his good at acting, whatever age, I was like, I don't know if this is a very young person or if this is a middle-aged person. I think that's a thought that I had. Yeah. So. The director really was for me dying in that chair because I did it as a gag during a a uh, a, a run during Tech Week. You know, the, the lights went down and the lights went up, and I was just still dead in the chair. And, and the director was like, "Can you do that? Can you stay dead? Do you mind missing curtain call?" I was like, "No, I don't mind. I can stay dead. That's actually dead. the That's easiest fine. part of the show for uh, me." <laughs> but yeah, during the course of the run, I had people take my pulse. Some patrons would come up like check my pulse. That's hilarious. I had, I had one group, I heard footsteps, and then I heard someone say, don't move, we're going to take a picture with the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would make me so uncomfortable being there, and someone might touch me, and I, oh no, you just gotta you're stay. braver than me. I don't, yeah. don't. It's a bit brave, yeah. house manager has to protect you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the director was sometimes the house manager, and he was like, go on, you can go up and mess with them. <laughs> Oh, great. And then, so then you were in Charlie's Aunt together. That was your the first... next year, yeah. Next year, okay. Uh, How was that? What do you... Any good, any good Brant stories from that? Or Elizabeth stories from the other side? I mean, the iconic picture is, like, the thing that I know about this show, which is, we use this picture in every marketing thing yeah. ever, which is Brant dressed up as a woman, smiling big, and you and Abby, Abby, yeah. Abby kissing him on either cheek. And it's just, it's like... I don't know. For a while, that was like synonymous with the Commonwealth for me. Like that was the the image I yeah. saw, and I was like, oh, yes. funny. Um, one of the things I loved about that costume, a that dress <laughs> looked really good on me. I really like that dress. Um, but it was made so that the collar of my costume went above the neckline. Uh -huh, yeah. So the bow tie and the the wingtip collar became part of. So there was always the clue that I was. Um, I was uh, in disguise. Was, a little wink. Oh, a little wink at the fact that I was just in disguise, <laughs> and it was a horrible disguise, but yet, <laughs> here we are. Uh, yeah. But I have a David Hennessy story about that. Oh, I'll, I'll hear that one, yeah. Yeah, David, David was once again similarly playing a character similar to Leading Ladies, where oh, he was yeah. infatuated with the person that was in the disguise in the yeah. middle of the farce, uh, one of the things I think of is leading ladies, for the most part, the people are blinded by love. Yeah. In Charlie's Aunt, I think a lot of the characters are blinded by greed. Yeah. Oh, it's this okay. sense of Charlie's Aunt is wealthy, and so they sure. want to court her to get all the money. Sure, sure. Uh, David played a character that was wanted to court <laughs> Charlie's Aunt because of the money. Similarly, the, do the doctor wants to court, I think, yeah. uh, Stephanie because of well, it's probably a little both. Let's little say it's a little both. both. I look great in that dress. That's, Speaking of dresses that we look dress. great in, I, I, I look pretty good in that one. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially your brassiere. Voluptuous <laughs> brassiere. Um, but he, he got so focused in chasing me through this garden 
there were these um, pillars that on had wheels. on wheels that had topiaries and such, oh, and and he ran around the corner and he knocked into one, oh. and it fell over into section A and almost hit a lady. Oh my gosh! And David. Did not realize oblivious. it at first. Completely oblivious. <laughs> and uh, two of the other actors like had to like help put it back on stage. And I was hiding behind a topiary at the time. <laughs> and I thought I, I wanted to help. I wanted to help. But I was like, if, if I get out from behind this topiary, we'll... Right. Uh, then you have to it, come up with a whole other it, scene. Yeah. So I stayed put. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, David, David was hyper-focused on... on uh, Courting me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a big helper on stage. That is one thing. Yeah. Having acted with you, I think only in Boing Boing. That's yeah. what we've acted oh. together in. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, because I'm... The cologne spilled. <laughs> yeah, but one time the cologne spilled and it's dribbling everywhere. And I, you know, I'm going to like go in to pick it up and take care of it. And there's a little water on the ground and Brent sprints over from across the stage and like almost slips on the cologne and it was just very I just remember it being very like I got this I got a rag and I'm like two feet from it but you like maybe a little too helpful <laughs> because he's also known well not this is a number of years now but two previews uh, a year apart, so a preview performance of two different shows a year second apart. Second Sunday preview. Yeah, you go ahead and tell of, us. <laughs> of the second slot show was cursed for me. I, I kept getting bludgeoned in the head. Oh. And bleeding, and, and bleeding. then having to call holes. <laughs> Hole? <laughs> and then I have oh, to no. go off and get patched up. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. It's a dangerous job. It's a do. dangerous job. <laughs> To my credit, I was like, also trying to get you out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. There were other, like, objectives in the scene, but that's just what I remember most. It's like, dude, I got it. I got it. it. I got it, pal. <laughs> just keep acting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That was fun. Yeah. I will say that Boing Boing was one of my favorite times on this stage. It was really just fun. the laughter that we had both on stage and off, uh, I, I miss leaving Act One and just rolling laughing. <laughs> Act One had a really great build to the end, and we got done with it, and it was just silly. It was just a very silly show. I remember it very much. Yeah. I, love, I like shows like that where you come off and you have that like energy. Good energy yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, that, that was one of my questions that I wanted to ask. It's just like a favorite show or favorite memory of a show. Um, it doesn't have to be Boeing, Boeing. I just, you know, I put that one out there. <laughs> no, no, but like, yeah, <laughs> good moments in the shows or like just memories that stand out to you because you guys have been here for a good while. Uh, I mean, there have been, I suppose, favorite memories are roles, but I will say, it's a coincidence, 2019, in which I did Boeing, Boeing, and then On the Verge, those have been my favorite shows or roles here. Yeah. Um, Boeing, Boeing, because I had never gotten to do a farce like that. I mean, I suppose, yes, Charlie's aunt was a farce, but it was very <laughs> different. And I had a very different More role. dressed up and... Yeah, you know, very British. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I remember coming off stage after, I don't know, maybe it was my scene with Adrian or, or, or yours where I tossed a beanbag at you and just feeling energized and just... <laughs> Super hyper-focused because I love comedy and I love the little, like, it feels like 
music or science sometimes and just thinking like, mm. oh, what, what, how did that feel different? What am I going to do different next time? Or just, just a really good energy yeah. from start to finish. And then on The Verge, I mean, I, I've known about that show since college. I did it when I was in college, and I love it because it's um, about exploration and going into unknown territories and learning more about the world, and it's very whimsical. Uh, so that um, satiated those desires, because if I could travel the world, I would. So, you know, instead <laughs> I do it on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I I try to remember who a company member told me and it was I'm trying to remember who but they said after they saw you in Boing Boing they were like that's the most Elizabeth I've ever seen Elizabeth on stage I don't remember who said it but I always was like oh yeah it kind of like captures your serious and your silly side mm. of things it in is that true. sort of farce which you, is sort you of were fun. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt no. but you were was it uh, Gertrude or was uh, oh no. I'm embarrassed now you're gonna make me forget her name no it wasn't Gertrude it was Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is embarrassing. Oh. It's my they, favorite they show. I don't with, remember her name. <laughs> they all started with G. It was Gabriella. Gabriella. Gloria. Gloria. And Gretchen. 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 Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Thank you for remembering that. We would look stupid. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. I also got to play a 90, a 90-something-year-old 90 in our apprentice show, oh, which... Yeah. Um, uh, uh, fair enough. I would never be cast as that in real life, nor should I probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of ninety the, act, yeah. year old actors out there chomping at the bit. But it was a Jeffrey Hatcher show. Fifty years. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, hopefully. Yeah. I still won't. Be, well, I'll be eighty. You can play for. Um, <laughs> it was a Jeffrey Hatcher show. It was a great Scotland Road, and yeah. Scott Dixon directed it, and he's a great educator and had so much patience with our apprentice class and um I enjoy I mean I was on stage for like 10 minutes but it was just it was a sarcastic character it was like an exercise and stillness and just all this other stuff that I don't think I would have gotten to explore anywhere else um and I just remember really appreciating that project were, were you in was this your apprentice class yes or was this, sorry okay. that was my yeah, yeah. PR capstone project okay cool and did you help with prosthetics, I'm going to assume, Brand? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so we'd been dating for, what, six, seven, uh, uh, maybe eight months at that point. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. So, so. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were together or not before mm -hmm. he puts you in prosthetics. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a second date. Yeah, a second <laughs> date kind of a thing. Uh, Eight-month mark, at least. Eight, yeah, 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 yeah. comfortable. I forget what, what uh, there was a rehearsal where Elizabeth just ripped it off. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the no was it a nose? It was it was nose, uh, a jawline. Yeah. Oh. I did a prosthetic. A hole? Yeah, so you're motioning all the way down to like it your was shirt. Like three hemline. or four pieces. It was the nose, wow. the the cheekbones down, and then the neck was a separate mm -hmm. piece as well. But it, yeah, it was all liquid latex. Light latex stipple okay. around to connect the prosthetics. So I think maybe the first night we did it, I guess, I guess I was just being impatient. I just started peeling it off, which, I mean, not that many people probably listening have had experience <laughs> wearing liquid latex, but, it, I mean, it's 
it sticks to you like, I don't know, how would you describe it? I mean, it, it hurts. You can't just peel it off like a Band-Aid. <laughs> you have to use like mineral oil or something oh, to slow. Right. And so my you, face was just raw the next day. The correct thing is you take like a, a um, what do you call it, a, adhesive remover and, okay. and swab underneath gradually to remove it from uh. the skin. Elizabeth ripped off basically the top layer of her epidermis. Oh. I didn't have the patience for patience. <laughs> I mean, I did the next day. Yeah, uh, you learned you learned your lesson. That's did. <laughs> Love you. I think I just used jojoba oil for a week after that to cleanse wow. my skin because it was just too tender. I still have the molds. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, that's, that's nice. Don't know why. How, how long did it take to to get in? To the makeup every night, oh, the prosthetics. I would say it took maybe thirty to forty-five minutes. We okay. We started, I think, before the show, a little maybe after the show began, and then by oh. the time we finished, it was time for her to go on because she came on. Well, that's end. convenient yeah. then, at least. Some way early, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Any other times where the two of you have worked together in kind of an interesting capacity? This is kind of fun. Oh. Well, how many sh shows? Have yeah. been done here. I mean, some I think somebody too asked. I don't know if it was a patron or like, oh, is it funny or odd to work with your significant other? And I was like, well, we met doing Charlie's Aunt, and then we started <laughs> dating a few months later. So I don't. It seems normal to me. <laughs> yeah. um, so we did Charlie's Aunt, and then we did what was the Christmas show that year? Oh, Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> we did Little Women. <laughs> we did League of Youth. The next okay, year. Okay, that's the Ibsen, yeah. <laughs> that's the Ibsen. Election year. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was a political set. Yeah, yeah. Um, Strangely enough, we didn't really have that many scenes in some of those shows together. Yeah. You're sort of in it, but not on yeah. separate tracks. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, now I'm getting lost. Little here. Women's great. Little Women's great. <laughs> yeah, circle back to it, Brown. <laughs> I'm smooth that way. Yeah. Uh, that was 16. 17, I don't think we did anything together. No. 18, Dracula. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dracula, uh, the standing ovation when Scott was on stage that night sticks out. Yeah. I think that whole show was just, yeah, a very emotional. It was a very like, special feeling show. Feeling like we're a part of something bigger than us kind of a thing. And Scott had a soft spot in his heart for Renfield, so I felt... Which is the character you played. Yeah. And Scott wanted me to play Renfield, so I felt very honored. Yeah. Yeah, we, we came in, came out. That was when Rachel and I were coming on to the staff, so we came out and watched a lot of that. And then, that was, yeah, I think Rachel was officially on staff by then, me not long after, so... Yeah. Yes, it was Boeing Boeing. Which I was, so we did art. I'm switching gears a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, switch gears. But to sort of answer your question, we did, so we did art recently, Katie Glenn's Audacious Raw Theater, and, you know, the week was just a lot of exploring and, and doing devised theater. Um, and a lot of it was um, physical, I suppose, is, is how to describe it. And I realized, and I think I realized this during Boeing Boeing, because we're each other's significant other, you know, boyfriend, fiance, whatever. <laughs> um, that I think I take you for granted on stage, meaning 
like Boeing, Boeing, there's a lot of moments where like I grab you and kiss you or I, you know, beat you with a beanbag. And I don't, you know, any other actor, you know, if you're a professional actor, you're going to check in with them. Is this okay? If I touch you here, is that? But with yeah. Freya, it's just, grab, come here. Not like, did that, is that okay? Was that too much pressure? Are you, is this all right? Just come here, we're doing this. Ah, so it's abuse. Um, <laughs> Like that, doesn't no, it? No, no, no. It's the same way, you know, because you've already made that sort of contract, yeah. yes. right? You've yes. already sort of said, this is all okay. We've worked together enough where, you know, and obviously we're And together. I will say, that's the interesting thing about being at the Commonwealth is because we've worked together, all of us, for so long mm -hmm. that we already know who we are. We already know, we already have a relationship. So when we step into a rehearsal process, it makes it, that much easier. Well, you don't have to start from the beginning again. You don't have to develop that sort of uh, language that you can speak together. You, you already have it. You already have those secondhand sort of yeah. things, which is, is nice. It is lovely. Uh, speaking about physical things from Boeing Boeing, one of the things that I'll remember the most about Boeing Boeing is uh, like the sort of fall call or fight call oh. before the show. The thing that I remember the most that I was just always amazed by it was... I think you slammed the door in his face, Elizabeth, and then Brant walked oh. backwards and fell from like a five foot platform onto a couch below and never looked. You always looked down and counted your steps. And I was just always like, I was Terrible. very impressed <laughs> that you did it. And I watched you do it, you know, you'd rehearse it, you'd rehearse it, you'd rehearse it. And it just like, it went swimmingly every single time. And I was just very impressed. That was like a, a moment of like, Holy cow, what's going on here? It was fun. Yeah. That show was fun. We had lots of things we did. Stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was kind of thinking, this doesn't really have anything to do with shows, but oh, that's just, fine. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was thinking, well, what kind of memories do I have? Like, what sticks out? And I genuinely enjoyed, and this was mostly my first year here when I was at Apprentice and then a little bit into 16, 2016 as well. Um, there was like five people in my apprentice class in, in, in 15, and there was a number of seasonals of varying ages, but we used to spend a lot of time together on the porch in the mm -hmm. evening at the artist residence where we all lived in. And I just remember those feeling like a lot of good times of co communal living, which, you know, can be really hard, especially the older you get. You want to have your own space, but... Mm -hmm. I have a lot of fond memories of like sitting on the porch at night with the little tiki lamps, lamps lit, and sometimes Eric Lee would bring his guitar out, and I think there's probably a lot of alcohol drank on some of those <laughs> nights. But sure, yeah. and then there'd be other mornings where you know somebody'd be making pancakes, and it's like, oh, let's all sit together and have pancakes and watch um, John Oliver or something. So I just there's a lot of you know I don't know that I would want that now. You know, like I said, the older you get, you want your sure, own space. Sure, but sure. there, I found it very comforting because uh, I did like the people I, I lived with and. I, I, yeah, I have a lot of fond memories of doing stuff together with apprentices and seasonals and those first couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's something about an apprentice class that kind of like when they, when they can click and then living together is unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, when you live with a group of people, you get on everybody's nerves, <laughs> but you also like have a lot of fun. Family. It's yeah. like another yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, any other non, uh, like, show stuff that you'll take away from the Commonweal? I always loved uh, hitting the trail. Oh, yeah. And, and when I was a seasonal, I would 
I would go on little day trips out and explore the area. And I always enjoyed doing that. And a lot of times I'd run lines while biking, which, yeah, seemed like a great way to kind of meditate and just kind of yeah. get it in your body, you know, move around, but yet you have the lines going as you, as you ride. It helps to, I've always found, to like do something physical. Mm-hmm when you're doing your lines, because then you know if they're really in there yes. or not. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting on a sofa. Yeah. Sometimes you... Yeah. Like, it's too know. easy. It's too easy. <laughs> Start juggling. Yeah. <laughs> I think just the sense of community, which is, is and was nothing that I had experienced before living here. Um, I'd been to a... I'd worked with the Torian Children's Theater, and so I'd been in towns that were, you know, population... 125 sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you go under those and you stay for a week and then you leave. And so um, I, I was, uh, I've always been aware how special this community is, but um, I had a, I celebrated my, my birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, the, brewer, one, the brewery in town, yeah. they kind of rented it out. They graciously opened up on a day they weren't normally opened. And just... All the kind words, well, then and even now, like a lot of people who live in the community or patrons of the Commonwealth that they've been they've been sharing with Brant and us how much they enjoy us and how much we'll be missed has been really overwhelming uh, in a good, in a good way, way. <laughs> in a good way. But yeah. just like I'm like, I've never experienced that before. And I don't know if I ever will, you know, wherever we, you know, if we stay in the cities, you know, who knows. But um I mean, that's something unique, and that's something special to have, you know, what fe- what feels like, anyway, a whole town just be so supportive of you and the organization you work for, and, um, yeah. And I, that night, Don Bell, who's a local artist and who's helped me with some more complex props here at the Commonweal, he said, I have something for you. What is it? He said, I have a lightning machine. And he's like, I want you to have it. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> So he gave me a lightning machine. It's a it's a it's a device where you can plug in lights, and it's mercury switches. So it connects when the mercury makes contact, and the mercury switches are on rubber bands. So you play it like a harp, and it the mercury quivers, and so therefore the lights flash Crazy. on and off. So you can you can have the lightning effect without using a dimmer. Because usually there's a dimmer delay, so it's a way to kind of... Cool. It's it's a very old-fashioned solution that's kind of cool. Wow. I'm like, thanks, thanks, Don. You know me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that actually uh, is another fun angle. Do you have a favorite prop you've ever built here? uh, Because Brandt, if you don't know this already, is the prop maestro. So uh, actually, one of my favorites was the one I built with Don Bell, and it was a uh, magic lantern projector. Well, what's uh, that for? That was for Trial of Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. And uh, yeah, the script called for a magic lantern projector, and <laughs> we're like, okay, and I looked them up, and they're rather expensive if you buy an antique. And so I saw two different magic lantern projectors and designed one to incorporate the best parts of both and some of them have a huge disc where you put the slides in and the disc rotates around the barrel that lights and uh, we we built it 
at his shop, and it was a thing of beauty. And uh, I, the slides, since it was Trial of Ebenezer Scrooge, were all um, engravings that I found of Dickens' oh. illustrations from cool. A Christmas Carol. So, uh, but the funny thing was, it looked so real, and it looked like it would work, that I would watch shows, and when the projector came out and would shine, people would turn around to see if the projection was on the back wall of the theater. And, and of course, it was nothing yeah. there. It's like, I did my job. They believed it so well. And it was one of those things that, as with most props, it was on stage for 30 seconds. Oh, and, man. And it went away. And it yeah. took, you know, weeks to create. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my former acting professor talked about, you know, when he was in undergrad, he had to take everything, and he worked really hard on this uh, parasol, mm. and he, like, sewed everything. It took him hours and hours and hours. And then the actor who used it never opened it up and just, you know, carried it on for one scene and walked off with it. And he thought, as an actor, I'm always going to use my props mm. as much as I can because, you know, so Somebody much work goes into them. And you don't think about it until you're on the other side of it. And then you're like, I spent, yeah. you know, 20 hours on this prop and it's on for 10 seconds. <laughs> on, on the flip side, I'd say Silent Sky um, oh, as, yeah. in terms of props because are very pretty. I wanted to give the feel of the Harvard Observatory because those props don't exist except in theaters that have produced Silent Sky or the actual items at the Harvard Observatory. And so I uploaded a bunch of uh, star plates because there's an archive online. Yeah. And I, I printed them on, on transparency film and glued them to uh, plexiglass sheets. Um, but I realized that due to static cling, I can only print one transparency at a time. And so I used that to my advantage because then I made each slide different. That's uh, details. And because I, I, I thought there's a subtle thing that shows these ladies are going through every. Yeah. And so if each one's different, the audience may pick up on the fact that how daunting their job is. Yeah. And how detailed it is. Um, and then I also made Henrietta Levitt's hearing aid. Uh, carved it out of styrofoam um, to have it look like the cast metal of the period because I had seen other production photos where you could tell that it was made out of plumbing parts. Right, and you can tell. And from, you can tell. Yeah. Uh, I want this to look like a period hearing aid from the era. So that was fun. So I'm, I'm, I like detail. You have the soul of an artist. You do, you do. <laughs> I have fun. Yeah. I've talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is about. We're just, yeah. just chat. Any other things that stand out? Oh, I have a question that I want to ask. <laughs> if, since you've been here for like, you know, five years or more, if you had to give someone like, who is either recently around or just anyone, like, the thing that you got to do in Lanesboro, or something that like oh. maybe people oh. don't know around in the area that like, you do because you've been here a little longer what would that be I mean it's I guess it's it depends what they're coming here for but maybe it's well known because everything I like to do is outdoors I mean I just <laughs> biked to Fountain last night to go to Cars Brewery it's like 22 miles round trip but there was beer and tacos <laughs> you know halfway there, you know at there um you guys Gosh. have done that bike ride a couple of times. We have. Right? Yeah. It's like, 
And that's, okay, I'm getting a little off topic, but I think that's something I've enjoyed. It seems like a lot of businesses or a lot of new things popped up, like right when I got here, shortly after I got here, because Paul and Luann Hammond bought the pub, High Court Pub, <laughs> um, which, I mean, that's been a great addition, because we have different varieties of bars here in town. <laughs> I mean, Granny's opened, and then, and now we have the brewery, which they opened a couple years ago, and Karst has only been here since, I guess, maybe 15. Um... So, yeah, I mean, there's there's more of that kind of stuff to do, which is, has been nice in the last few years. Um, I don't know. I mean, everything we do is like, hey, let's go to let's go to Decor and go hiking and then schlep around downtown or <laughs> La Crosse or Winona. Um, let's, you know, hit the river or the trails. Um, what's another? I think the fun thing is, you know, you can always explore the river more. You can always mm -hmm. kayak different areas of it. Uh, I think it's really fun to experience the entirety of the bike trail. Mm. Maybe not all in one go. It took <laughs> us four years, but I think we finally did it in 2020. We We've Ooh, covered we the entirety Ooh. of the... We've done the entire bike yeah, trail. I think all 60, it's about 60 miles, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Did you always start from here, or did you drive places and then bike? No, sometimes we'd, like, uh, I know the, the part that's further west, like we'd drive to... Peterson or Rushford mm -hmm. and go on from there. I think the most we ever did in one go was for my 30th birthday. We rode from here, right, mm -hmm. to Harmony, Harmony, which is 46 miles round trip. Oh. Uh, my knees were burning that night. Uh, <laughs> and so was my... Uh, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's good. It's like a mini adventure. Um, yeah. We saw a... Giant uh, tortoise. A, was it a tortoise? A, an alligator snapping turtle. Oh. It was huge. Yeah, those things are... Yeah, it was probably about, I don't know, what is that, a foot and a half yeah. <laughs> diameter of the yeah. shell and then its tail. Yeah. Mm. I think we named it, but I can't remember what we named it. <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> Herbert the turtle. Um... Yeah, I think that's just the relaxed nature of the town that you can just mm -hmm. get up and go on the trail, which is right in my backyard, basically. Yeah, you guys are like <laughs> is, a block. From, yeah, yep. it's less than that. That's something that's been sticking with me is I, I get up and I walk across the street to work. Oh, yeah. Walk and, everywhere. <laughs> and I walk past the trailhead and I look up and I see the bluffs and the blue sky when it's blue sky <laughs> and I see eagles sometimes flying yeah. I think wow what yeah a, now they what feel a like a dime town. a dozen eagle schmeagle <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere schmeagle that's the character from Lord of the Rings right oh boy okay. <laughs> we've gone off the rails completely uh yeah no that's that's a lovely sort of moment to just think about yeah I just walk to work and 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 yeah I I don't know I I there's been moments where I've stepped foot on stage recently and thought about, um, just thought about the experiences at the Commonweal and and those experiences of looking up at the lights, of hearing the audience, and then stepping foot on that stage and the energy and just the joy of performance and the community and yeah, I'm gonna miss that. It's a beautiful, beautiful stage. Having now performed in the St. Maine, I am glad the Commonweal 
has this facility. <laughs> we were attacked by bats. Yeah. Oh, really? No, no hard feelings for the state main, but this is a beautiful facility that, that I'm grateful for. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, tell, tell people when, when, are, when are you heading out? When are you, and you're heading to this, the Twin Cities, right? Correct. Our last day of work here is July 15th, and then we're moving about the 25th, 26th. Okay. Found a little duplex in northeast Minneapolis. Come say hi. Yeah. Give us some time, but come say hi. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. And we're just, you know. When are you going to come back? Often? Often? <laughs> <laughs> I, as, as Elizabeth said, you don't really leave a place like this, I don't think. Yeah. Well, we're already talking about potentially wedding plans back down here next summer, so. Ooh. So at least next summer. I'm you sure heard it here then. first. <laughs> Breaking news. Ooh, that's Everyone will show Yay. up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've only been engaged since 2019. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I proposed Not... to Elizabeth, and then we went into a global pandemic. So. And then we just thought, oh, we'll make plans later. <laughs> yeah, who knows what the marriage will do? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, that's exciting. Well, wonderful. So you have some, some good stuff to come back for. Yes. That'll be fun. Show. We'll come back and see shows, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for taking a little time out and talking with me. This is great. I love hearing pleasure. some of these memories. Yeah. Well, we won't say goodbye. We'll just say... See you later. I'll say. See you later. Thanks so much for listening. Opening soon here is the rollicking musical whodunit, The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Over 400 endings to choose from, and you get to pick. Previews for that start on July 9th. And of course, our zany screwball comedy, Leading Ladies, is in full swing, so get your tickets before they sell out. You can find up-to-date information about all of our shows, everything going on here at the Commonweal. You can buy tickets and season passes all online at commonwealtheater.org. Once again, that's commonwealtheater.org. Or give our box office a call at 800-657-7025. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.